Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Righty, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second half of our show here today of Know Your Enemy. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, joined by Jeffrey Benedict. I just want to load this uh, this super chat here off the top from Wes Hickok, who put another $2 in his hip chart and said he was honored and thanked Jerry for his time and his answer. What a guest, Jeffrey. I mean, we have spoken to a lot of people over well, a year plus of us doing this show. We've talked to JT O'Sullivan. Uh, we've talked, oh, from all the interviews I've done, I've talked to Rocky Blyer and Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster. And honestly, I think that might have been my favorite person we've ever chatted with. That was an excellent interview. I loved our time with him. That was it. Was great. That was great. And then it, it's it was awesome to me because twelve years old, man. That was such a great season for me, and I remember Jerry Ball. And I came over to this. I started watching the Steelers when I was in. Ohio and I'm living, I'm getting Pittsburgh, you know, television stations. And I remember went straight from him to like Joel Steed, always loved the nose tackles, Casey Hampton. And, and he really started that, but he started my love of the defensive line. It goes back to Jerry Ball. So I, that was a great, great time for me. Oh, I, and I thoroughly enjoyed that as well. Just uh, being able to pick someone's brain who's uh, spent, what, 13 years in the NFL. Uh, you're going to get great stories out of them, guaranteed. Heck, someone that's been in the NFL for three years typically has some pretty good stories, but an all-pro defense lineman, I, I, I would love to spend uh, an afternoon, uh, uh, a couple of beverages with him, and just uh, just hang out and talk about football, because that guy's definitely uh, been through and seen a whole lot of stuff, especially being on one of the best Detroit Lions teams of all time. So 
that that was that was a lot of fun. But aside from us chatting with him, of course, we have this huge game coming up. The Lions, yes, they're zero and eight, but it's something we talked about uh, with Jerry Paul before uh, in part one. It, it's still terrifying that the Steelers are playing a team. It's a trap game of all trap games. I, I know the records don't matter. I know they're professional. This is what Jerry told us. But are you still scared of an 0-8 team coming to Pittsburgh, coming off the bye and knocking off this 5-3 and Steelers team? Absolutely. This game, you you know, I kind of built this game up. This is the game I was looking at and saying, yeah, this is the game we're going to lose. If we're going to if we're going to lose a disappointing game, this is the one to me that we lose. Uh, with them coming off their bye, us on a slightly shortened week, I think we're a little more banged up than the injury report report really, really says. We haven't been playing well. It really feels to me. I'm, I'm kind of getting that feeling, and maybe it's just, you know, my nerves or something. I don't know. But I, I it feels a lot like towards the end of that win streak last year. Where we were on this show, like the game, the game we faced Washington, we were on here complaining about the Steelers and being like, oh, are we going to be able to beat the Washington football team? And the guy from Washington was like, what are you complaining about? You're 11 and 0. We'd like to have like five wins. That'd be on. And, uh, and then they came in and beat us. You know, uh, it feels a little like that. This game has me a little nervous. What I will say that has calmed my nerves a bit, it's the Steelers. I'm going to have nerves until the the clock hits zeros every week. And that's just what the Steelers fans. But uh, what makes me feel a little bit better is the adversity they faced against the Chicago Chicago Bears team that isn't that good. They're still able to, to drive the field at the end of the game, win it. Uh, they were losing. They know what it's like to be in this situation, so I feel a little bit better like they're not going to overlook someone because it kind of feels like they just did. And my history in football, once you overlook one opponent, uh, your coaches kind of drive that home to you that you're not going to do that again. If it feels like they got that out of the way, possibly at the perfect timing. So hopefully this week at home, maybe the lines go to sleep. Maybe they're, they're starting to check out being 0-8. Maybe they can actually get one. Do you think the Steelers team is going to win a single game this year by more than a, a two-score differential? Because they haven't done it since Jacksonville of last year. That's the last time the Steelers have won by more than two scores. Yeah, the Jake Luton game. Yeah. Yeah, They they that offensive line was terrible that day, and he was just getting crushed. Um, I think it would take another game like that. I think it would take another game where the team is just overmatched and there's, you know, third, fourth string quarterback in for the Steelers to really do that. We don't have that offense. This offense is really struggling and teams are really starting to learn that, you know, even if, even if, you know, it was Matt Canada's offense and the jet sweeps, you kind of have to, you can't jam the middle to stop Najee Harris. You, you have to respect the jet sweeps, but you, they're not respecting the deep balls at all, really. And you're getting one-on-one matchups outside, like, and we're not being able to take advantage. There's a we're, we're throwing only a few times downfield each game. It, this is it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough for them to to the to really open up something. Now, in, in this game specifically, there's some things I'm a little bit worried about, especially at the receiver position, because Chase Claypool, as we know now, with his toe injuries, a week-to-week thing. He's not going to go on the IR, it doesn't sound like, but typically when things are week to week, you're at least missing that first week. So with no Claypool 
and no Juju Smith-Schuster, of course. The Steelers right now are kind of left with Deontay Johnson, James Washington. It looks like Eric Ebron's going to be back in the fold. He's always been more of just a bigger receiver, so maybe that's what, what we see him play because Pat Fryermuth's emergence. But aside from that, it kind of looks like Anthony Miller's also going to get that jump up to the main roster here. Are you concerned at all about this receiving core at this point? I think I, I think we're going to see – I, huh, I don't even know, man. I don't, I don't know how big a deal it's going to be. They're not really, they're not really having a lot of success throwing to wide receivers, anyways. You know, like as as much as as we've waited for Chase Claypool to really go off, it just it just hasn't happened. It just hasn't been there yet. So I I'm thinking, in my opinion, I don't know if it's as big a deal simply because they're going to have Deontay Johnson. They're going to have James Washington, but the offense, in my opinion, runs through Najee Harris, and more and more now we're seeing it running through Pat Fryermuth. So I think we'll see more big packages. We'll see more of them really pushing that defensive line of the Lions and and trying to establish something uh, to to really take over the game without having to rely on Ben. In your opinion here, is Dan Moore Jr. and Kendrick Green just too small at this point in their young NFL careers, or was the Bears' defense line just too good for them at this point? Too small. Uh, like By that I mean, are they going to be bullied around by any D-line now, or were they bullied around because it was Akeem Hicks and the rest of that front seven? I mean, Akeem Hicks is legit. Uh, but we've seen, we've seen Kendrick Green struggle. He, he kind of is what he is right now. He's shown improvements, key improvements. But there's stuff there's stuff for him that I think he really just – he's going to have to take an offseason. He's going to need an offseason to really go into the lab, say, these are, my, these are what I need to relearn, right? You don't start unlearning technique and then relearning it in the middle of the season. If you've got a flaw, if you've got something there, there's only so much you can do in season. Uh so for me, some of his stuff I think is going to take until the offseason. Dan Moore Jr., again, he's got a lot of growing to do. And, and he's really just, when he plays to his strengths and he's being able to be a bully, uh, he's he's fantastic at it. But that Chicago game, like you said, there's, there's some concerns there now. After seeing him against Cleveland, where Miles Garrett, I mean, obviously he was, he was losing to Miles Garrett, but... When it wasn't Miles Garrett, he was the bully. He's, he was pancaking people. He was throwing people around on some of those run plays. Not so much, right? This last game as much. Uh, so that's that's a good question. It's going to be a big thing to watch and see. Can he have kind of a bounce-back game? Because he's had a couple of rough weeks. Can he, have, can he have a bounce-back game and really build something going? Yeah, that is going to be a massive key, especially for the Steelers moving forward and how reliant they are on that run game. But flipping things over the defense for a minute here, Arthur Mollette got ripped apart in one-on-one coverage this past week. And it seems like teams are really going to, of course, they're going to start targeting him more and more and more as the season goes on after a game like that. Are you now a little concerned about that cornerback position? And on top of that too, are you kind of concerned that Akilah Witherspoon cannot crack this lineup? Uh, Witherspoon just appears to be done. I don't, I don't what a, what a think waste he's going to make it. Um, interesting enough, I've, I've talked about this a little bit on, on my, uh, on my day, on my weekday podcast. Uh, 
But Trey Norwood against Cleveland was they went after him in Cleveland when he was on the field. Uh, Arthur Millette last week they went after him. What were what we saw both weeks? Uh, I have to give I have to give credit. Chris Carter did a great job breaking this down on one of his podcasts. But Minka Fitzpatrick, we saw how involved he was in countering Justin Fields, right? Getting to the play, constantly going there. They used Minka a little differently in this game, whereas normally when you get those matchups where they send an, a, a better receiver into the slot, you see Minka kind of shadowing over top to keep that, you know, to, to stop those throws where you're attacking him deep because you've got Minka Fitzpatrick there who can jump that route. This week, Minka Fitzpatrick was more involved in stopping Justin Fields, and you saw Arthur Millette getting exposed because he was in a tougher position. And this is kind of what we've been seeing this season, when they can give Trey Norwood and Arthur Millette help, usually in the form of Minka Fitzpatrick or Terrell Edmonds deep kind of shadowing and helping them, they're fine. Or and at points, they're the they're the highest rated guys on the team. I think Arthur Millette was our highest rated highest graded defensive back by PFF through the bye week. And then, like, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick has a different job, and he's on his own, and he's the guy getting attacked. So, it, to me, it's more of a story of if we can put him in a position to succeed, he's going to succeed. When he has to step out of that comfort zone and play more of the stuff that Mike Hilton was doing uh, and have a little more, a little less help and a little more on an Island. Uh, he's not going to give you the same level of play that we got from Mike Hilton. Just like Trey Norwood's not going to be the same guy that, that Cameron Sutton was when he was called on and said, Hey, you know, you've got to step up here. We don't have those guys right now on defense. Uh, so when we can't protect them, when we can't give them help, we are going to get exposed. Oh, yeah, that word exposed really worries me a little bit. But like you mentioned, Mika Fitzpatrick has kind of been the guy that's roaming behind and giving that extra layer of protection. Teams are avoiding Minka like the plague, but he's become a freaking heat-seeking missile. That man is flying around the field, laying heavy hits. He might be the he, – he, I think he could – I don't even know if you can argue it. He's the hardest-hitting guy on the team. Uh, like uh, – Really, it's kind of hard to get a D lineman in space, or you haven't seen it from Schobert or Devin Bush. So, it's Minka being that guy laying the the hammer down. Is that a fair assessment? Is he the guy that's uh, because I feel like he's just gone angry that he's not getting the the throws his way, so he's just taking it out on receivers. The poor receivers trying to run away from him. Yeah, he likes he likes jumping receivers. I think we saw it more against Chicago because of how they they changed his game plan up. Uh, but yeah, he's one of the hardest hitting players. I'm going to give uh, my guy a little shout out here. Terrell Edmonds, if you, first quarter against that Cleveland, against Cleveland, they had a play where he was added into the box and they blocked everyone else. And it was hat on a hat. Cleveland won the blocks and it came down to Terrell Edmonds versus Nick Chubb. Hit him at the line of scrimmage and Terrell Edmonds. I mean, he bounced off Nick Chubb, but completely stopped his momentum and then was still able to bring him down. So I'm going to put Terrell Edmonds up there too. Mike Tomlin loves safeties who hit. His Ryan Clark, Troy Polamalu guys, you know, that's that's Mike Tomlin's safeties. Uh, and, and I mean, even like Mike Mitchell, you know, the guys, when he goes and gets someone else to fill in, it's, it's usually a guy who hits first and, you know, plays smart coverage second. Uh, that's what Mike Tomlin likes, and Minka Fitzpatrick is showing he is also that guy. 
He is, but when it comes to hitting and really leading the team in tackles, I know Mika Fitzpatrick's leading the team currently. We're, we've kind of gotten used to Vince Williams or uh, insert other linebacker here leading this team. Devin Bush had three tackles against the Bears. Joe Schobert, I think, had five. These linebackers aren't racking up the tackles like we're used to. Heck, even Avery Williamson, I think he led the Steelers in, in tackles just with his tackles as a, a Steeler in like nine games. What is going on there? Are they just overrunning plays? Are teams avoiding the middle of the field? Why are our linebackers struggling to uh, put up those tackle stats? Well, I'll say we did have it. We've had a free safety lead the team in tackles before. In 2018, it was Sean Davis. Davis. And that was about the inside linebackers. This year, in all honesty, I think it's more about the defensive line. I think what you're what we're seeing is the linebackers are getting more blockers. They're they're getting people on them because the defensive line is not what we're used to. There's like there were we're two people down all year. Like they've been starting every almost every game here, but they're still they're still like Chris Wormley should still be our number four defensive lineman. You know, Isaiah Bugs was a small bit rotation player, not the nose tackle that teams could just, you know, force on the field constantly. Uh, so to me, that's a big problem. You see you see Devin Bush and Joe Schobert getting people on them a lot. And that means you've got to keep filling. You know, the next guy has to, has to step in and fill that, and that's usually been Minka Fitzpatrick. Interestingly to me, Terrell Edmonds is playing more deep zone. And if ever, I mean, I think everyone remembers 2019 when that he was he was terrible in deep zone, and even in 2020, that was not a strength of his. Uh, this year, he has been really solid in deep zone, and they have been playing him there a lot, including putting him there and bringing Minka forward, uh, where Minka Fitzpatrick is more dangerous. So I I think there's a lot there's a lot going into it, but to me, it's. The inside linebackers bear some of the responsibility, but a lot of it falls on the fact that we're down defensive linemen and the defensive line is not the dominant force it usually is. Now, to flip over to special teams, and I know when we're talking about top players, it's easy to talk about T.J. Watt first, and he had another great game, but I know how often it's talked about. But someone I think we need to probably spend a little bit of time here on because it's someone that a position you don't get a lot of love in is your kicker. Chris Boswell had, and Pat McAfee uh, originally brought this up. He, he had potentially the greatest quarter in the history of football for a kicker. 250 yarders, which has never been done in a single game at Heinz Field before by one player. A 40-yard game winner and a fumble recovery. What does Chris Boswell mean to this team, and where would they be if they had like an average kicker? Yeah, they'd be uh, they'd be down a few games. <laughs> I mean, we can safely say that we'd he'd be we'd be down a couple of games, and that's multiple seasons. Chris Boswell. I mean, we all remember he had one bad year, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen didn't do so well. That team, like Ben Roethlisberger, leading his best season passing the ball, well yardage wise. I think we lost like three games or four games because of missed field goals. But sorry, go yeah. On. Yeah, if 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 you have that Chris Boswell or a regular, you know, ordinary kicker, this is not a good team. This is not a team winning these games. And this 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 is a point we need to get to is how good are these Steelers? Because to me, we're, what we've been seeing is some really clutch plays. Yeah. And some 
and a little bit of luck, which I don't like the word luck because mostly what that is, is is people overplaying, people overperforming, right? And I think that's kind of the team we have right here, right now. Uh, and we're, we're, they're setting expectations that I don't think are realistic. I mean, yeah, we beat the Browns, but it was 15 to 10. You know, we eked out a two-point win against Cleveland. We're winning close games. We're losing games to – we lost games. I just – to me, this is a team overperforming, uh, and I love it. I expected that. I expected them to win more games than really they probably should. And that's one of the things that scares us about it, Detroit, is can this team continue to win games or is, you know, one good game from Detroit – and a bad game from Pittsburgh, we're out. That's done. Like, they're going to beat us. So I I think what you're saying, Chris Boswell, big part of that is you can just rely on this guy. He makes 50-yard field goals routinely, just like Justin Tucker over there in Baltimore, you know, wins them games they have no reason to, no reason to be winning. Yeah, and really, yeah, it's it, Baltimore was, would be down a couple wins if it wasn't for Justin Tucker. They'd probably be winless if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson, but that's a conversation for when we play yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. But agree with you there. Seriously, hey, Lamar Jackson for MVP. I'm saying that as a Steelers fan, but we again, we can talk yeah. about that further down the road. Don't Baltimore should be with you. they should be winless. They suck. It's Lamar Jackson, no one else. But anyway, well, um, it's Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker. That's it. That's that's, that's legitimately it. it. But um, moving on with, with the Steelers specifically here, um, and, and one of the things, because they've hit five wins, and I, I know a lot of people uh, always have their eyes on the draft, the Denver Broncos went 5-11 and 11 last year. That was good enough for the ninth overall pick in the draft. So if the Steelers don't win again, they'd be flirting with a very the very back end of the top 10. They should probably win a few more games, people. So if you're expecting a, one of those top 10 pick number one quarterbacks in a weak quarterback class as it is, you're probably not going to get them. So... That's just something to keep in your in the back of your mind here too. But as we sit here right now, and the last thing I want to get to as well, um, we talked about the kicker sticking on special teams. Ray Ray McLeod nearly cost the Steelers this game, fumbling that ball. And Coach Tomlin standing by him. At what point did you abandon him as a kick returner and maybe look for another Ryan Switzer who just catches the ball? You know it's not going to get fumbled. You know it's not going to be a big play. But as long as you're going to keep possession, when one of the Steelers might think of making some other move, I, I don't see it this year. Uh, when we had when, excuse me, when we had Ryan Switzer, we had an offense that moved the ball. If you have an offense that reliably moves the ball, you can settle for less from punt returns. You're just like, hey, don't screw it up, you know. Just get us the ball and let the offense do its thing. This offense. Uh, I I would keep the guy who can who can who can break something like that's the kind of guy you want. You can take a, a fumble. That's not as big a deal. You need you want offensive gains. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with Ray Ray, and I think they will stick with him because it's a very punt returning is a very different strategy based on what your offense and defense have. And with the Steelers' defense being one of the better units, and the offense really being one of the worst units in, in football. Uh, yeah, the, the punt return is a big position and you can take some gambles there. Hey, and that's a totally fair way to look at it and go about it. But we are getting close to the end of the show, so we need to do our, our routine thing at the end here. Who is winning on Sunday between the Detroit Lions and Pittsburgh Steelers? What's your final score? And are the people going to come at you with pitchforks and uh, and torches? 
I want to say coming out of the bye week, you may remember this, or, or people who listened to my bye week episode, I went through the games. Uh, I predicted this as a loss. I predicted us beating the Browns, beating Chicago, and then losing to the Detroit Lions. And I'm sticking with that. I'm going 20 to 17 Chicago. Yeah, you know what? That, that would probably – you said Chicago, first of all. You meant Detroit, but whatever. Detroit. We'll, we'll just gloss by that. Detroit. But uh, that that would be the, the heartbreaking score that I, I could imagine. I'm going to save my uh, my heartbreaking loss and uh, terrible Steelers performance for their West Coast game the week after. I'm going to give the oh, Steelers – we're definitely the- not beating L.A. I mean, that's a – <laughs> I think everyone knows that. <laughs> that's for next – spoilers. Spoilers. But 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 for this week. The Lions have no talent, man. Like, like it's like I I realize it's pro football. Like Jerry Ball said, it's pro football. Their talent is just so far behind the Steelers. Najee Harris, has, like if he doesn't have a hundred yards, I'm just assuming he got hurt or someone on the O line just played absolutely terribly. And I, I can't even imagine that against this front because it's such a step back from Chicago. It is such a significant drop down. I think the Steelers win this one. I think this is their their one game, like we talked about earlier, that they win by two scores, but tighter. And people are like, oh, man, that kind of stunk. They win this game 24-14. That is my pick. The Steelers, uh, as of the moment of recording, too, beat the spread. But yeah, it, I am worried about the trap game. Can I, give, can I give you my X factor for this game? And what reason I think they can do it. Uh, Nick Williams is a guy the Steelers drafted in the seventh round. He's We cut him. He has managed to stick around the NFL. He has played a total of eight snaps against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He will be starting this game. Uh, and I and he is a run stuffer. He, he's that kind of guy. He's a bit of a mauler. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on, old Pittsburgh Steeler. Much like Cassius Marsh uh, making plays against his old team. Uh, yeah. But uh, hopefully he doesn't taunt the sideline. But anyway, Jeffrey, um, what what uh, what do the people need to know? What do you got to plug before we uh, say goodbye? Oh man, I don't even know. Uh, oh gosh, the, the, mm, uh, I'm not gonna rant here, but uh, we're trying to get the vertex out. NFL Game Pass is awful. I can't even get to the film at all. So hopefully, at some point, they will get their not together. On, not swear on my thing. Get their stuff together. And we'll be able to bring you the Vertex article that we have planned for this week. I have it all mapped out. So hopefully that'll happen. If not, you uh, look for some really like last minute thrown together articles for me if I can't do a film room. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, pray pray for pray for NFL Game Pass if they get their crap together because it's annoying. Yeah, no kidding. Now, for me, I just want to remind the people to go ahead and click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, There's still some stuff coming out from uh, breaking down the game against the Chicago Bears. And all the preview you're going to get against the Detroit Lions is all available there. You're going to get your injury reports. You're going to get your breaking news. Seriously, click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And you should be doing it multiple times a day. There's just so so much content coming out for you the people. And finally, if you just watch our podcast on YouTube and Facebook, you're only getting about a third of the story. Um, just go wherever you get your regular podcasts from, be it uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Pandora, you name it. 
wherever you get your podcast from search behind the steel curtain will pop up heck if you search Steelers we're typically uh, near the top of the list or number one in most cases number one uh Steelers related podcast so uh just go ahead and uh, search that up and uh get more of this great content from myself Jeffrey Benedict Dave Schofield Jeff Hartman Brian Anthony Davis the entire crew the guys from Australia even just check it out there's tons of content for each and every one of you so with all that being said for my co-host Jeffrey Benedict my name is Michael Beck you've been listening to know your enemy and we will catch you guys next week oh how it rips me beloved makes me live for tomorrow Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.